This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You know, if someone like Winston Churchill, Martin Luther King or any other inspirational person were around to do a quote about modern life, it'd probably be a little bit like this. Social media is both beautiful and ugly in equal measure. Well, that's certainly apt for following the stags this week. Boss John Dempster says he doesn't use social media, but if his midweek comments are anything to go by, he certainly has a good grasp of what content gets shared, which is a teensy bit awkward. As a screenshot of Instagram stories has seemingly set the rumour mill alight once more. This week we're back to a three as Cam rejoins Nathan and I to talk all things social media, rumours, form, defeats, performance, cup ties and much, much more in between, including your comments and questions in the live feed. As always, we'll also head into the Stags dressing room to hear from boss John Dempster and winger turned striker, turned fullback CJ Hamilton, as the Stags prepare for a massive festive period of games. I'm not on social media. Uh, that said, I'm not deaf, um, so I, 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 I do hear things. Um, I've got a wide group of friends who kindly send me the odd screenshot of, of things that are written on social media, generally the more, the more humorous things like... Um, Someone mentioned that I, I dress as a wine taster for home games, which I thought was a good one. Um, and there's, there's been a couple of other ones that get screenshot to me and sent to me, but I'm not on social media. Um, we'd be here for hours talking about my views on social media. I think it's brilliant for uh, spreading awareness, charity work and things like that. But there's some um, real kind of dark things on social media. They don't know how you feel personally, so it's like, I feel fine. It's just obviously now bringing it out to the pitch and showing that I am confident and, and stuff like that. Yeah, everyone loves playing the FA Cup. It's like, you always like to get big ties in that and any kind of league. Everyone just loves to get through to the next round and see where we can go, and obviously Saturday there's an opportunity to do that. For us, social media is beautiful, as we can bring you this podcast week in, week out-ish. So come along and get involved. Why? Because Mansfield matters. The queue for the roller coaster starts here. The big fat man with the long white beard is coming to town in December. Ah, you thought I was going to talk about something else then, didn't you? I've had you 1-0 Craig early on. We're already uh, only three seconds in and I'm winning. Hello and welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield Matters. I feel like there might be a lot to talk about over the next hour and a bit. If you want to have your say on your team, get involved in the comments right now. Down below, if you're watching the live stream, uh, drop your uh, comment in right now. We'd love to uh, have, your, have your views uh, with us today. Just to remind 
reminder before we get started, before we get stuck into the nitty gritty, that any comments made in this broadcast are those of the individuals and not their associated uh, organisations. That goes for all three of us and you at home as well. Right. John Dempster says that he doesn't use social media. If he does, like I said in the intro, it would be a little bit awkward after something's emerged over overnight, screenshots and that sort of thing. Is it who the people think it is? Is it from last night? Is it from here? Is it from there? The rumour mill is in full swing. The one rumour which is true, though, is that Cam Felton is back with us! Welcome hey. back! Welcome back! Hey. Uh, where have you been? And how are you? Are you well? Don't care. Talk to us about this rumour. It's an interesting one. It's so It's just out of the blue. And I just people are saying, you know, is is it Paul Broughton, the stadium director? It's like it could be, but is it the other one? The other one, of course. For those who have missed it, don't you dare do it. It's like <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to, but it's now like, I'm really it's like it's like Voldemort, but ten times worse. Harry Potter reference. I love that. Uh, the other person who is uh, rumored to be on uh, the story. Let's give you a bit of a background. Now, this, of course, we must stress at this point. And of course, rumors. this is all rumours, and you know, this is it's just rumours and what people have seen, and people putting two and two together. And for all we know, they could be getting 75,483.4. Um, by your mass, it's by my that's probably true. Um, but this is the situation if, if you've been living under a rock for the last 24 hours, this is basically what has happened. Uh, the stag CEO on an Instagram story has been on a night out to a pub. And on that pub, uh, on that trip, so said something like, what an evening out or something. I can't remember the exact uh, phrase. And as it scans around the room, there is uh, a rather tubby gentleman with glasses and rather faded blondish slash white hair. Very receding hair. Receding hairline, quite big, quite tubby. And it looks a lot like the former Stags manager, Steve Evans, who, of course, is currently employed by Gillingham. Evans, of course, if you've been living under a rock, walked out on Mansfield for Peterborough via China, uh, then got sacked by Peterborough in, in the summer, took over uh, at Gillingham, not doing great with them. So rumours circulating, obviously, over the future of John Dempster, that sort of thing, and uh, whether or not Steve Evans will be brought back. It's all crazy, and it's all rumours, and it's it, it's... It feels stupid to even be talking about it, but it literally, Nathan, is what everybody is talking about today. Exactly, so we can't avoid talking about it because it's going to come up in the comments, so we might as well address it right now. Uh, and for me personally, I mean, obviously I can't verify uh, the screenshot slash video. I can't look in and say, oh, it's Paul Broughton <laughs> or Steve Evans. I'm hoping to God it's Paul Broughton for, for me. Um, uh, or if it's not, I'm hoping it's just uh, some sort of cruel weird wind up from uh, from Carlin Radford uh, you know uh, why would we want him back that's my question and I'm probably going to get shot down by some crazy person out there that would take him back but because uh, I know there are a few that do support that decision if, if that was if it's even something that even is a possibility uh, but for me why why would you want him it's, yeah, it's it's a very strange one. It's something that I, I didn't think I'd ever be talking about because it's one of those situations. I thought about it earlier, and it's like when you know your parents are happily married, and then they, you know you get to your teens, and all of a sudden, uh, you, you, maybe you get to like your eight or nine, and all of a sudden your dad disappears for two years, 
and two years later he comes back with your mum and you find out long year down the line that dad had an affair and then uh, came back but it was all forgotten about and all his all his lovey dovey you missed a bit out though Go before on. he went for that two year affair he also spent all the money that the family owed as well so yeah. he just threw it at, at, at nothing at, at, at thin air really so don't forget that bit yeah absolutely. if anyone else has got a better analogy than that which I'm sure you guys have then please get involved uh, in the comments tonight uh, we want to hear you have your say on your team would you welcome Steve Evans back why am I even asking these questions this is crazy would you welcome Steve Evans back is it a joke would he need to apologise is it time for Dempster to go I think that's more of a general broad question uh, anyway following the result on uh, Saturday a 1-0 defeat uh, at Swindon um, so yeah get us involved let, let us know we really want to hear your thoughts uh, tonight and we'll um, we'll talk about it as the show goes on a few comments coming in uh, already John says uh, evening, evening guys it's Santa in the picture uh, Gav says the club has turned into uh, into a circus this week uh, with with that and Neil sa- and, uh, and Barsby says uh, uh, poor poor PR by the club if it's of course uh, if, if it's true that it's a wind up or not we don't know it's, I, keep, I have to keep stressing it I have to keep saying it's rumours it's it's just one of those things mm. I could literally post a picture on Instagram with a cele- with a celebrity or a, someone who, who's blurred and, and claim that it's a celebrity it, it's that it, it's it's that sort of thing the it thing could which be is, nothing yeah, could it? It, literally it literally could be, be nothing it could be it could be a deliberate act to deflect some of the attention away from the manager yeah, but also it has the Could other anything. Or also has the other effect, which is it's a little bit harsh. <laughs> <laughs> if that's you know, it it could literally be that they bumped into him in a pub. It could be that. It could be a video <laughs> from years from years ago. It, it's if it is from years ago, it's a very twisted wind up, to say the least. <sighs> yeah, the likelihood of bumping in, in, into him in a pub is is. is practically zero because of where he lives and where imagine. they live exactly yeah. although they have flown back over in the last couple of days yeah well yeah don't forget they've still got the house in yeah up near Doncaster yeah it just what are the chances it's just it? adding two and two together and we don't want to admit it but the likelihood of it being him yeah it's quite high it's oh, it's very very strange I just think it, it's it's opened up a can of worms and conversations which are absolutely driving all fans insane. We are the banter club of League Two. <laughs> we are now, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. With a new Leeds United. I think what, what, whatever it will be, it'll probably come clear over the next, I don't know, next week or so. I agree with that comment. It is a very bizarre PR stunt, whatever it is. Like, <laughs> I don't know what we're gaining out of it, really, apart from drum up a bit of uh, discussion I don't know where the benefit lies in all this conversation because it was obvious when that post went out if it went out intentionally because obviously am I right in thinking it has been it was deleted yeah Uh, so unless it was not before though people managed to get screenshots of it yeah of course yeah so unless it went out accidentally if it was on on purpose I don't know what the benefit of it all is because as he said said there if if it is anything to do with a change of manager, that isn't right on John Dempster. Um, and then you also beg the question: Is you sort of wondered 
had they spoken to the, to the club that I was at, you'd imagine they would have, because I'm sure they wouldn't risk a lawsuit. We're not Peterborough, you like to think. Um, there's, there's all sorts of different scenarios that I just don't get what the benefit is right now. And if, if it is a wind-up, and it is to get people talking, it's for the completely wrong reasons, because now you've got people comparing Evans and Dempster and what... Evans actually did results-wise compared to what Dempster is, and what matching up results, Dempster's about 20 years behind. I yeah. heard Flickcroft was behind the bar, by the way, so... It was serving yeah, drinks, yeah. Serving drinks, so... This was my argument, too. If we're going to go and get an ex-manager out there, it would be him for me. Why would you go and get somebody like Steve Evans? Oh, dear, it's crazy. We will talk about it more later on. Let's get away from this craziness and do what we are here to do, and that's talk about things on the pitch we'll let whatever op- happens off the pitch manifest itself and disappear up into the atmosphere for now let's go back to Saturday inevitable really a 1-0 defeat against the league leaders but the best we've played in weeks and we were very very unlucky perhaps not to come away with at least a point Nathan yeah I, who would have thought we'd be saying that really when you compare the week before but I think this sort of completely Justifies what a lot of the fans were upset about after the Maxfield game, which was the team selection. Absolutely, we, we we put out that team against Swindon, which is completely opposite thought. You know, process of thoughts. You'd think it'd be the way around, wouldn't you? You'd think you go more defensive at the top of the league, who are free scoring, um, and you might understand that a bit more and go more attacking against the Maxfield. But we didn't. We did the other way around. We played awful against Maxfield and and, and got a point, and then we played well against Swindon and get nothing it's it's completely bizarre but you just wonder you just think why did you not put that team out against Macclesfield we might have won that game it, it, I can't wrap my head around it I really I, can't I walked away from the game as well Cam thinking I feel sorry for John Dempster first and foremost there was a small tiny minority of fans who were singing Dempster out during the game which made my blood boil because we were actually playing really well at the time, we were on the attack quite a lot, we were moving the ball a lot, and it was just Dempster out, Dempster out, Dempster out. And I, I felt, if you were a player on that pitch at that time, you'd look up at the fans and you'd just think, why? What's what's the motivation for me to carry on here? We've all got our own thoughts, we've all got our own feelings and our own you know, justifications and what have you, but at that time it just felt wrong. And I walked away from the game and people were slagging him off and slagging his team selection off and slagging his substitutions off and blah de blah de blah but for me on Saturday despite a 1-0 defeat he did absolutely everything right he made three changes all attacking changes probably risked doing further damage to be fair in, in at some points of the game he made all three positive attacking changes to try and get Mansfield Town something out of the game and that you cannot ignore exactly and I think the positive is that it, we, we did play well and it's just unfortunate because if it had been against anybody else then it more than likely ended up in a, 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 a minimum of a draw probably a win and uh, you, you, all you have to do is look on Facebook or Twitter on like the banter pages or whatever and Swindon fans saying that, that even though that they won they obviously they were saying like man they are a good team and I think it's just get it's which Mansfield wants to turn up because that's the thing, if we'd have played uh, a Chorley this week, for example, then we'd have probably turned them over. But you go back a couple of weeks and we barely scraped by then. And it, it just, everything at the club at the minute just seems so weird. Backwards, isn't it? It's, it's not. It oh. doesn't, as a fan, it doesn't sit right with you. 
because it's just the team selections are normally wrong for that that game the way that you'd set up not wrong but you, you expected you expected a yeah. different setup and then fair enough we played a stronger squad at Burton which I think gave us a good idea of what our strongest eleven actually is and what subs to make when and how to impact the game and so that was a good runner and it got us through to the next round extra cash yeah an extra game but it's extra prize money so now we're getting to the point where right, where we actually are starting to find us beef a little bit more and we're not as inconsistent but now it's just getting the results because the performance is there and we've said this most of the season we've some games we've not played badly but we've just not got the results so the problem is as a whole for me the performances aren't there they're so yeah, in, in fre- infrequent it, it, I felt well, in isolation I said this after the game in isolation that's it was on Saturday it was a great performance good team selection demonstrating the management did everything right but why is that one game out of you know three or four uh, why is it so inconsistent why couldn't we have done that the week before why couldn't we have done that against Chorley exactly why, <laughs> why are we wasting so many opportunities to go and progress up that league because if anybody tells me if, if for, I'll, I'd love to be able to bite these words and eat, made to eat these words but at the moment we are what on the 27th of November I don't think this is a Mansfield Town promotion winning team if this team this team keeps playing like this as it so infrequently, we're not even going to finish top half. You know what sort of makes Saturday a little bit worse is I completely support that team he put out and the way yeah, we approached it absolutely. because it was a positive manner. But what that does show is it also reflects on how bad those other some of those other games were. Which, when you look at it now, when you look at some of the when you bear in mind that okay we've had a lot of these players in this squad last season where we've seen them play amazing, you know, fantastically well together passing movement you know, creativeness we know they've got the ability in them a lot of the season we haven't seen that however all of a sudden we put a bit of a tacky team out and go and play to our strength a little bit more and we put in a good performance so why why have we not done that so far this season and for me it's because of the how we've set up and so far for 90% of the season it's been negative and I think that's why we've had negative performances I wouldn't blame I wouldn't be sat here blaming John Dempster if he'd put out that sort of team throughout the season you know so far and say you know, you know okay we probably might strike games that we're going to lose because you do but you, then you then you start looking at the players if you're put going out there to attack and a bit like Saturday we played well and it was probably some individual errors if that's the right word or just things not falling for us like Nicky Maynard's miss for example yeah. Jacob Mellis who had a one-on-one as well a couple of chances like that they're not John Dempster's fault they're the players fault so but you know if they get the other, another opportunity they probably would take it but you, we haven't had enough of those opportunities because it, it, it set up into a negative prior to Saturday let's go back to some of the comments uh, coming in if you want to leave your say in your team then get involved right now on the live feed in the comments if you want to join us uh, and join in the conversation you can join us every Thursday at 6.30ish although we're not on next Thursday and we're probably not on the next Thursday after keep an eye on our Facebook page uh, for details of that while we're not on next Thursday uh, I'm away I'm in Manchester and uh, while we're not on the Thursday after I'm working uh, so I'm sure we'll try and squeeze one more regular Thursday in before 
before Christmas, but we will try and strive to bring you a podcast at the end of uh, every, one point in every week. John says, uh, Saturday was probably the best game we have played by uh, JD by making changes and trying to get something from the game, but still think we might need a new manager with more experience in this level of football, which JD is... Uh, which JD has a good run in the youth but this is a totally different level again uh, boils down to that conversation doesn't it about what we had ages and ages ago about going up from teaching year ones to teaching year 13s and sixth form uh, in a short space of time the, the difference is absolutely vast unfortunately for Mansfield this season uh, <coughs> we have been uh, hit by uh, numerous factors in there as well a few concerns uh, as well for me is that over the last couple of weeks John Dempster in his press conferences. Um, and this is not a negative towards Dempster I think he's a passionate man who, who obviously loves the club and we. I think sometimes when a person is a manager people forget what they've done for the club he's obviously played for the club captain the club got us promoted as a player helps out the academy and develop it there's so many ticks in his in the right positive boxes but obviously once you become a manager you step over that line one thing he's done in the last sort of week or so in his press conferences answered back a little bit to fan frustration I don't think that's helped his cause has it no <laughs> do, do you blame him though I, I think there's you can understand it to a certain extent because of the criticism he has come to but I don't think it's helping him so in some ways you sort of you, he sort of I guess it's going to be a bit of a learning curve for him he yeah. needs to learn that pretty quickly I don't think it's going to help his cause at all uh, but like I said one of the things you could probably understand <coughs> it one of the things that I remember the last few months I've been to see an evening with with Harry Redknapp a couple of times obviously a man who's managed at the top level for, for a long period of time and the one thing I took out of uh, those sort of evenings with both times he said being a manager is very 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 lonely it's a very lonely place because when you lose a game or when anything anything at all goes bad you feel the full responsibility of it so you, you imagine you, you try and put yourself in John Dempster's shoes right now. It must be must be very hard for him. Not you know, I'm not fully defending him. I'm not saying we should all absolutely just clap him off every day and say everything's fine because it's not fine. You, you know, we we can all see that, but at the same time, he doesn't deserve some of the stick. He, you know, to the extent he is getting, it's it's hard. I mean, to be to be told that he dresses like a wine taster is quite funny to be, <laughs> class, to be honest. <laughs> what does a wine taster dress like? John Dempster. <laughs> Imagine wine tasters all having a meeting and going, right, right, guys, what should we dress as? Uh, the, what should we come as this week? Uh, I know. Uh, there's a manager who, uh, for Mansfield Town. Dress like him. They've moved it's on from the garage like like waistcoat. Yeah, yeah uh, the John, John Dempster wine tasting. Oh, classic. <laughs> uh, keep your comments uh, coming in. Tom says it shows how much we missed an opportunity against Mac. Field, uh, talking about that team selection of course yeah, yeah. Uh, Jody says I appreciate what you're saying but I still feel uh, that the lads need to get on that pitch and play with heart body and spirit they aren't aren't they hungry to play well score goals and win uh, Mark says that the players will be absolutely SHI1 team themselves uh, if Evans turns up. Uh, that'd be an interesting thing. Interesting. Be interesting uh, for uh, well. a certain Mr. Danny Rose. That'd be. They'd start banging the goals in again. Probably would, to be fair. Well, they've been doing it this season, but there you go. It's a, it's a oh, different. Oh, actually, been cropped. A diff- different prospect uh, entirely. <laughs> Keep your comments uh, coming in. Uh, time now to hear from inside the dressing room. Let's hear for the first time this evening uh, from boss John Dempster, who uh, earlier this week was reflecting uh, on that uh, 1-0 defeat away at Swindon where he did everything right 
but it didn't quite fall for us. Here's boss John Dempster. Although the performance was good, there was lots of uh, positive remarks externally about the, the team and how we played. It doesn't take away, you know, the, the disappointment, the frustration um, from not getting something out of the game. You know, we've gone away to the the league leaders. Um, I know we're only in November, but we've gone away there and gone toe to toe with them and should have come away with at least a point. And when you don't do that, it, obviously you've got to deal with the disappointment. Being in the, the business where results are everything, um, of course you'd always take a result first, but um, there were some encouraging signs, some good individual performances. Um, you know, Alistair Smith making his debut, um, Jacob Mellis hadn't played for a while and, and performed well. Um, and there were other players that did, did very well on Saturday, but of course we need to put um, those performances into points because that's what we get paid for. You know, we've seen a number of the sides already this season. I think there's only twice that would say we've been um, outplayed, um, and one of them was for 60 minutes of Forest Green, where we ended up getting a point. Um, and the other, the other one would have been Colchester. Um, I thought they were the better side on the day and deserved all three points. Other than that, we've been in every game where we've fallen short is when we should have probably got at least a point out of the out of the game. Uh, Saturday being an example of that, we didn't. And there's been other times when we should win a football match and we've ended up with a point. Um, and they're the fine margins that make the difference. Um, if we can improve on those fine margins, uh, we'll be in and around the playoffs. Um, and like I said to you before, we went to the, the lead leaders on Saturday, uh, but they're, you know, they're currently top of the table in November. Um, the promotions I've been involved in, uh, the business times after Christmas, of course, you want to give yourself a good run up to that because it gives you the more points you can get the earlier, the, the, the better. But as we saw last season, um, it's very important how you finish the season and um, the more successful teams will finish strongly. Stags boss John Dempster there with a little swipe at David Flitcroft towards the uh, end of that in interview talking about how you finish uh, at the end of the season there. Uh, I have to tell you obviously we always mute the microphone at this end so basically two reasons one we like to have a little chat so we don't really want you guys to hear what we're talking about and uh, also the audio would then loop back so it'd make it confusing for you guys but uh, we were all for, for, for once we were all sort of silent through that and listening to Dempster's comments um, and I have to tell you some of the reactions to the things that he said it, it almost caused uh, World War 74 because they made a comment in there didn't they Nathan about um, being out, only being outplayed twice and you were nearly on the table <laughs> it just as I said earlier sometimes things that he does really doesn't help himself and saying something like that I mean surely he doesn't genuinely believe it because everybody can everyone knows that's not true apart from him if that is the case because there's plenty of other games where we have absolutely been outplayed and, and not being in it so where he's got the two games from is, I, I, I don't know it'd be interesting to, to see if he thinks that's been outplayed for you know the majority of the game maybe 75-80% of the game because you can look through the the results and you can you can certainly say uh, you can certainly say right Newport opening game in the season uh, well we were two 0 down in that game we were outplayed um, again Morecambe again same, bottom of the league same, as well. bottom of the league um, uh, Leighton Orient we were two 0 up yeah uh, and then got outplayed and lost three two 
the examples go on and on and on. Cambridge. So, Cambridge, yeah. <laughs> Salford, oh, it's yeah, that's Cambridge, even worse. I, I, don't, I agree, I don't get how we can say that we've only been outplayed twice. I, I think that's a little bit pushing it too far. But, uh, I don't know, it's... And then saying Colchester deserved yeah. to win. No, I, I think out of all of them, Colchester was one that we should have been winning. Absolutely. They, they weren't brilliant, we just made them look good. Yeah, it's... Because we played some good football, but take like Charlie, right? Yeah, played played some good football, but just couldn't finish the job off. I'd like to know his definition of that, and we know that he he says he doesn't, you know, go on social media or or whatever, but clearly does. Uh, So let's let's see, let's wait a week and see if we get an answer to that question. Can we have a definition to where he thinks we've? played well we all want to support him we all want to get behind him because he's, he's the manager we've said it numerous numerous times but to come out and say that we've only been outplayed twice when I think <laughs> the entire world can probably see we've been outplayed more than twice I think that's stretching it a little bit and maybe the the realms and the, the bar of reality needs to be lowered a little bit uh, I think one of the other issues is uh, so what we were discussing last week you know where we got that sort of sense of feeling where it seems at the moment like it's them against us as supporters yeah. um, it feels like that again it's like some of the comments he's made saying that and, and saying that some of the stuff on social media is you know so negative but he's got a point you know a lot of it is unfortunately it's just a day and age but to be fair in my, I don't think the stuff that's being said on social media is any different from what's being said around the table at a pub you know, like it would have been the old days when everyone comes back and after a match and discusses the situation. It's it, everyone's still having the same conversations off off the internet. It's just unfortunately on the internet, it's it's there in black and white for everyone to read. And, and it's also intensified as well. The the problem with social media, and we'll hear his thoughts on on it uh, in a couple of minutes. The problem with social media is you can talk in the moment. You look around sometimes, it really frustrates me actually with, with young fans. You look around and you see them watching the game through mobile phones because mm-hmm. they're filming it for YouTube highlights and it's just clips of really badly shot clips of, uh, of football from a distance on a phone which you can't see. Shot slides. Uh, and, you know, and they, they watch, and they're on the games, on the phones texting and. Uh, it's more entertaining than watching Snapchat. Snapchat. Yeah, it is Snapchatting, but why do you need to. Why, what's the need why for. Why do you pay £22 or whatever yeah, you're feeling to get in there to phone. Phone when you can do that at home? It's, yeah. Half time, fair enough, because you're killing time. It's great half time to kill a bit of time. We have a little chat at half time, but we don't do it during the Get-in game. The results of the stuff, that's yeah. all normal, but. Yeah. It's not the best thing during the game, definitely. Because again, you're in the moment and it's very easy to post something and. In fact, to be fair, I actually kind of love it when people do, but not in that certain way, as in it's annoying, but at the same time, sometimes it does come back and bite people on the arse oh, as well. I love so, it. Which, oh, is, which is absolutely brilliant. I love it. I, I love watching people who, like, for example, <laughs> the funniest one for me was the uh, opening game of the season where we were 2-0 down and we were losing quite early on and, oh, it's going to be one of them seasons. Oh, all right, yeah, it's panned out that, that way. Yeah, so far. <laughs> in, in that particular game, the same, pe- <laughs> the same people who were tweeting, oh, actually, yeah, they might be some of the batters, the fight is still there and all that. And it's, it's so different <laughs> to go from one extreme to the other. So 90 it's minutes can change. Absolutely so much can happen in 90 minutes, which it's I suppose crazy. you could say could happen in a season as well. But, but, I, <laughs> but also, I love social media for, because it, it gives us this podcast, it gives us a platform, it gives us as a three opportunity to connect with you guys at home and, 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 and do things like that. But 
there's a reason why we do it in the middle of the week and or towards the back end of the week it's to let that steam down because I guarantee if we did this on a Saturday night or a Sunday <laughs> it'd be a different podcast <laughs> we'd, we'd have been removed off Facebook years ago <laughs> exactly we wouldn't have last three series no we would have had over a hundred episodes it would not have happened so uh, I think there's a time and a place for social media comments and maybe so like we, we've done like manager specials SOS and things like that when Evans left and Flipcroft was put in charge and we've done this that and the other but that's the heat of the moment because something's actually important happened yeah that's the sort of moment yeah ring the bell and sorry we've not done it yet so um but when it's just like a game and it's like the things that you see on facebook would literally just be pure like an hour and a half of just pure abuse yeah and it is that and it's not constructive i wonder if that's the screenshots and the messages that john dempster's seeing to react in in the way he has yeah because I, you know, I think point proven. Saturday after we lost, someone as soon as the game had done, someone was at Neil Bishop on Twitter. Yeah, imagine coming off the pitch. You're already annoyed. You're already, for want of a better word, pissed off because you, you know, you, you vent up with anger. You're in, in the heat at the moment, and then you get onto your phone. You see fifty odd notifications, or whatever, yeah. and it's all constant abuse. That's going to make me want to throw my phone at wall. I've been in a situation where I've had non-stop consistent abuse yeah sorry about that I know why are we even still friends to the the point that it is death threats it's kind of it's a horrible place to be and I would not like to be working in that environment consistently fortunately for me it ended very quickly after probably three or four days of sheer hell and a newspaper front page that's a different story (laughs) but to have that every single day and on a match day you must fear coming off that pitch sometimes Oh, you feel you you fear your phone vibrating in your pocket. It's crazy. It's even crazier that Neil Bishop on Saturday was getting a new car and watching his little lad play football because he's injured at the minute. And he was getting abused for it. It's like 150 odd miles away, and it's like, what if someone really. I'd name call you, but I can't remember your name, to be honest. But. You know, really you, know, you know who you are, and you know what you're doing. Please stop it because. It's not going to help, is it? Let's, let's be honest. Yeah. If you're going to if you're going to say something, the worst player to pick on is someone that's a going to answer back in Neil Bishop because you know what Bishop's like, and b it, it wasn't even with the team. It wasn't in Swindon. It sounded so primary to you when he started that as well. <laughs> Please stop it. I might just clip that for the. I try to get up in my ring. Please stop it. I'm trying to be assertive, but. Don't kind. <laughs> oh, I don't know. But it, it, that's the thing. We're getting abuse from fa- fans. And I won't call them fans lightheartedly, but it, it's just completely bizarre. Why, why target someone that's not at the game just because you know you get a reaction? It made me laugh when people were talking. Well, obviously, Craig Davis's injury going on and on and on, and there'd be people on there when he bags his first goal that tweet him and say, "Oh yeah, brilliant, great to have you back. Yeah, we, we, we've needed you back. We, it's, it's, I'm glad we've stuck by you." The same people who were probably two or three months ago going, "Why has he still got a contract? Yeah, why why is he in con- get rid of him?" It's, it's but crazy. then again, if he gets a goal on his first game back and then goes with 10 games without a goal it's like oh why did you come back you should have stayed injured blah, 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 blah. vicious cycle which never ends fickle, keep your comments fickle town FC indeed keep your comments uh, coming in Liam says uh, doesn't have a clue Dempster uh, Tom says can't can't have been at Cambridge obviously we're talking about the games where uh, Dempster believes that we've been outplayed etc etc um, 
Uh, Liam also says, why has he not been sacked is beyond me with how many games he's had no control of the players. Uh, keep your comments coming in. Do you want to see him go? Do you want to see him stay? How long, uh, much much longer would you give him? Get involved with that uh, discussion about the man who was rumoured to uh, have been in the pub uh, the other night as well. Get all your thoughts in on that. Crazy, crazy, crazy few games. Let's go uh, to looking back over November then, because obviously um, November's games are done with. A defeat, uh, two defeats and a draw, nowhere near good enough uh, from the stakes on that one. Uh, still a couple of games uh, to go, of course. We've got an FA Cup tie against Shrewsbury, uh, and then the, the tie against Port Vale in the Leasing.com trophy uh, on Tuesday. Two games, really, which needs to win before, uh, because we've got to entice fans back home, haven't we? With two games, really, that he's got to win, and hard games as well, because one's against the League One opposition name. Yeah, um it's uh, in some ways they're kind of bit, well I don't know are they, are they, do they does he need to win are they no pressure games what are they I mean um, you'd like to think probably people pro- would probably expect us to lose at Shrewsbury so for me that one's probably more important that we put in a good performance and, and actually go and give it a real go and and show some intent mate. You, you know give it the best and I think if we did that but did lose I'd like to think the benefit of that might be given a little bit but Port Vale is one that you probably think we should should be going to going to win. Obviously, it depends on what sort of team we put out and they put out. Um, we've got to win at least one of them. So I think if you look at it, if we lose those two, it's what no wins in how many games? I've sort of lost count to be fair. So we've got to at least win one if of them. If we'd lost those two, it'd be no wins. It'd be no wins in five because it'd be then back to the Burton Burton game. game yeah. yeah. So for me, it's got to got to win one at least. Yeah, big uh, big couple of games coming up. Uh, good comments coming in. I want to go back to this while whilst we're still sort of on the subject, uh, run, sort of. Uh, Jody says, I'm not on Twitter and don't do Snapchat, so this is a genuine question. Is it absolutely necessary to be on these forms of social media? And if it is necessary, then do you, the players and John Dempster, etc., need to respond uh, to such abusive messages? Well, that's the point, isn't it? Social media, as we say, is an absolutely fantastic, beautiful tool, but it's also ugly at the same time. It's no coincidence, I'm going to take football out of the equation for a minute, it's no coincidence that bullying, the numbers of bullying, for young people especially, has gone up since social media has become more and more prominent, because it's instantaneous. I remember getting bullied at school, and social media not being such a thing. And as I look back now, I think, do you know what, that's great. If I was at school now getting bullied, I know for a fact that that bullying wouldn't stop at 3.30 when the school gates open. It would carry on through and through the night. And that has more and more of an impact on things like uh, mental health, mental wellbeing, and even more serious, like suicide and attempted suicide. It's not a coincidence that since social media has been prevalent and more prominent, that suicide rates have gone up. It's because it's used and it's abused. It's used in the right way to connect with fans. I think that's great. Some celebs that and some you know, profile people and footballers, etc., who connect with their fans in a genuinely good communicative way, that's fantastic because it gives another dimension to them. But it's how they use it. Those who go on purely to abuse people and send spiteful messages and post spiteful things, you know exactly who you are and also deep down you know exactly what you are doing and it's wrong mm. and I think that that's the thing 
it's a great platform, but it's also how you use it as an individual, let's say, on one side of the coin. But the other side of it is, it's also how you respond to it, as Jodie put in her, in her comment there. I think that's also a key issue to discuss, because as footballers and as people, you know, they are just human beings at the end of the day. And they will feel inclined to respond. If somebody's got a question or somebody's got a comment, they will feel inclined to respond. There are some players, for example, um, Neil Bishop, you mentioned, is one of them, who is more likely to interact with fans. I'm going to use an example that's not at our club. Tom Pope, Port Vale. He is an absolute wind-up merchant, but he is also the type of person who I think can hide things very, very well. He can uh, he can hide anger and um, deflect things very, very well. There was somebody who had a go at him the other week, and I can't remember exactly what it was over. I think it might have been because he didn't applaud fans or something when he got substituted. And his reply was, I'm pretty something like I'm pretty sure that the club captain is entitled to go for a wee or words yeah, along those, yeah. that, yeah. those lines and it made me think didn't it somebody's having to go at him because he didn't applaud well what if you'd been on a on a bus for you know 80-90 minutes your bladder was absolutely bursting and somebody comes over to you and start, starts to have a conversation with you you want to have a conversation with them of course you do and you want to interact but also you're thinking about your bladder and wanting to go for a wee <laughs> and putting those things right you're not going to or another example you've got another train to catch if you miss that train you are stuck in that location for another day you cannot miss that train so sometimes you've got to be rude and say this is the line I've got to go and things like that and people don't understand that and footballers going back bringing it back to the point footballers are perhaps maybe not educated well enough to deal with that some players will no doubt get endless endless comments after games but don't reply to them don't answer them Danny Rose I've never seen him reply to anything positive or negative oh. but he's on there I, I, I wouldn't say it's really that they're not even educated to it. I think it's probably more the fact that they have to deal with something that not many people do with the nature of the business. I mean, <clears throat> personally, if I was a, as a, foot, a footballer in at this sort of level, when you've got several thousand supporters that are watching every move that you, you take, I, I don't think I'd be on social media. And, no. and I'm not saying they shouldn't be, because obviously everyone has a freedom to do what they want. But personally, for me, weighing up the the pros and cons of it I think there's there's too many cons because the two big problems with social media especially when things aren't going right obviously it's all great when things are going good but then it's still not perfect because you still get the trolls and you still get opposition supporters which I suppose you can take a bit more because obviously you expect a bit more from them but when it's your own fans when when things aren't going well you've got one issue is that they're going to type whatever because they're behind the screen protected they'll probably say things that they wouldn't dare say to your face absolutely it's a completely different scenario and then if you, if you reply you've got to be careful of how you do it because then it's out there for the world to see yeah. and you, you know get picked apart by all your critics as, as much as possible so that's number one the, is the issue and number two as you sort of said earlier is that like you said with the bullying at school when you leave in the old days it was done so when you think of a match day scenario, you know they've been they've been complaining about all the booing and negativity at a match. Well, in the olden days, after five pm when the full time whistle's gone, that's done now until the next yep. week comes along, and then it's a different scenario. People have had time to sort of get over it or whatever. But now it's carrying on throughout the whole week. They're getting tweeted. They're 
getting screenshots sent to them even if not on social media they're seeing all of this so they've got to deal with it throughout the week which then affects training they're all talking about it and then for us as supporters you get you wear room after room and you get more wound up as the week goes on and then you go into the next week with a bit more toxicity around yes um, and, and, it's, and it's just not a good scenario to be in so I mean the issue is is social media is here to stay it's not going to go well unfortunately fortunately, whatever however you want to look at it but so it's how the club or not the club I guess more the individual players deal with it and for me like I said earlier for me it would be to come off it because I don't think it's going to help it's certainly the individual that needs to take control of that yeah. some older pros are fantastic at it um, Bobby Leslie's another one he's, he's on there as a, as a person but he doesn't interact with, with fans he doesn't answer that thing uh, as much Conrad Logan's similar I think it, it, it's an age thing as well I think there's that to look at but social media is great but it also has a privacy setting. You can lock your account. There are footballers who do lock their accounts, and just celebrities who lock their accounts. And you've got to, you've got to be approved by them. And it's all down to that individual and how they monitor it. Mm. But here's the thing: in the first place, if you're going to write something negative, don't write it. Delete it. That's the best way to get it out of your system. People need to take more responsibility yeah. for themselves, don't they? It's, it's with so many things. They need to get a grip of their own... Like, think of actually what they're writing and imagine actually saying it to that person in, in person. Like, yeah. actually think about what you're saying and how it could be received on the other end. It is an absolute two-way street in no matter what form of social media, whether it's a tweet, whether it's a Snapchat or, or whatever. How many cases of bullying have you heard of at school when, for example... Um, there's a younger person who sends an inappropriate photo to somebody who they like or whatever and then all of a sudden it's got screenshots it's gone all around the place heard it a million and one times there was a story in the press recently about you know a, a local educational facility where that happened by, by accident or whatever it, it's one of those places where you have to take responsibility for your actions you've got to understand that it's your footprint as much as it is and that's going to affect your work or it's going to affect your future possibilities I go back to that whole situation with me and Chesterfield I never got the opportunity if you don't know it just google Craig Priest football commentator site it's a good read um, <laughs> I went into that not knowing what to expect I was never told we are going to release your name at this time because if I had I'd have done two things I'd have asked for them to change my name and I've locked my social media accounts but I had no protection against that and what followed was one of the worst periods in my life where people were sending me death threats, horrible messages all the time, and it was just a very dark period, which took a long time to get over, to be fair, and it's still brought up to this day. It's something which is there, and it's years and years and years ago now. It's still there, and it will forever be there, and I have to live with that, and I have to deal with that. And I think it's the same for a footballer. It's the same for you as an individual. Think about what you're writing, and think about, would you say this in person? every party involved whether you're, you're the supporter or the footballer or whatever has to take responsibility for this because when you strip it back what is football just a game it's all it is it's a I game think, think about it as well what are you a, a supporter supposedly so as frustrated you are and yes you might want to air, air your frustration every now and then but don't direct it directly the players who who want to do well you you want to encourage it you want to want to encourage you know encourage them to do better 
so slating them every week especially when they're not even there isn't going to help and what does that knock on effect do for your kids as well and your your future because you're teaching them that, that it's okay to say negative things and be rude and um, start arguments and have arguments and things like that kids follow that's why we have a YouTube generation that's why kids walk around on Snapchat that's why kids watch football games through their mobile phone because they believe that's the way to be we have to educate them as as well so we have to take some responsibility if only football could go back to that whole thing of you know um, not being on your phones I think Adam Murray famously banned phones didn't he in social media yeah. for, for a while mm. which was great I could applaud that because if you remove that I think genuinely think if you removed that from the Stokes dressing room at this point I know it would be a harsh thing for the players to, to, to take because it is their right to have social media like it's our right to have social media and express an opinion but if they removed that that would be a big chunk of negativity and a big chunk of attack and pressure lifted and gone within an absolute instant. So they need to think about it, we need to think about it, and everybody has to take responsibility for their own actions. Jody, I hope that's answered your question, even though it was the long way around. Uh, let's have a break from talking and let's get another person's views on social media. John Demps has been talking about it this week in the press. He's been speaking to I Follow Stags. No, I'm not on social media. Uh, that said, I'm not deaf, um, so I, 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 I do hear things. Um, I've got a wide group of friends who kindly send me the odd screenshot of, of things that are written on social media, generally the more, the more humorous things, like um, someone mentioned that I, I dress as a wine taster for home games, which I thought was a good one. Um, and there's, there's been a couple of other ones that get screenshot to me and sent to me, but I'm not on social media. Um, would be here for hours talking about my views on social media. I think it's brilliant for uh, spreading awareness, charity work and things like that. But there's some um, real kind of dark things on social media in terms of, um, you know, why people post. You know, s some people haven't got um, a lot to do in their lives. And it was a thing that was very um, important to me when I was managing the academy, um, educating young players on the, the trials and tribulations of social media. I think it's important that we, we educate our young players on uh, the pros and cons of it because... It can run people's lives, especially young people. You know, they they live their lives in, in the hope of getting some likes or people commenting on a status. Uh, and I think you've got to be very careful that, you know, you don't portray a life, you know, on things like Facebook, that a life of pure happiness, because, of course, that's not reality. You know, nobody's got a perfect life. And um, I think sometimes people could probably do more beneficial things with their time. Our first team players are more experienced than our younger players, so they've got experience in dealing with criticism. Um, the more senior ones have got to this position um, because they can handle the pressure, they can deal with the negativity that comes with being a professional footballer. But of course, if at any point my staff and I can help or aid the players with anything, whether it be on the pitch, off the pitch, we're always there to support them. John Dempster speaking to I Follow Stags earlier this week. You can watch that in full by heading across to mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow. Good points uh, in there made by John Dempster. Whatever your views of him uh, as a manager and his team selections, etc., etc., in the form this season, it has to be said that he hit the nail on the head there with the social media comments. Um, and, and talking about social media it's a 
very interesting area and, and to be honest it, it's one of those things which sometimes makes situations worse and or, but on the same flip of the coin it also sparks discussions and conversations and I think let's be honest that's why we're all here tonight that's why we're, why we're all watching <laughs> or listening to this podcast it's hard isn't it to sit here and say social media is not good while we're live on Facebook correct it's something you can quite even, ironic yeah it's, it's hard to say but like I said, I think it's here to stay and it's just how you manage it and how people as people manage it, I think. I just want to say this, though, because he made a good point in this, and I know I'm going off piece a little bit and, and not exactly talking about football or whatever, but he mentioned in there about, you know, people living for a like and living for a, a retweet or a share or whatever. It's coming up to Christmas now, and because of social media, Christmas has got worse in terms of people for mental health and for things like that. Christmas can be a lonely place anyway. And when you know you're taking pictures or or whatever or sharing videos or whatever of content and of stuff you've got for Christmas, yeah, it's great because you want to celebrate and you want to be thankful for what you've been given, but also think about who you're sharing that to, because there are people genuinely out there who can't afford those things and can't afford to do those things, and you've got to think about that impact it has on them as well. So let's use it but let's use it properly I think what he said in there was absolutely spot on I know I've gone off a little bit on that but I think it's an important message to share because we're all of different ages we all have different opinions but at the end of the day we all care for each other and we all you know want to look out for each other as human beings so it's an interesting debate to be had uh, keep your comments uh, coming in really want to hear from you as the show continues tonight still to come we will hear from the fastest talking and the fastest running man at Mansfield Town FC yes uh, CJ Hamilton is back we'll hear from him he played of course in that game uh, at Swindon uh, Tom's been in touch and he says if the Radfords were willing to write off a season with John Dempster they should have never have set the targets as automatic promotion all that talk creates expectation that sits on Dempster's shoulders season tickets were sold on the basis of a promotion winning campaign I know it's not a guarantee but you can't you can't be nine points off the playoffs and I think um do you know what that's exactly the discussion we had on last week's show yeah, isn't it Nate? Yeah. because the expectation at the start of the season by coming out and again this is where social media ironically plays a part because it's been said on social media and people have got records of that it's, it's there in, for good isn't it's it it's there for good Mansfield Town's board expect promotion this season and because of that the expectation level is up there mm. and at the moment we're performing way down there and, and that will always be a thing because that bar has been set you are always trying to jump over it I was thinking about this the other day um, when I was sat at home just sort of dwelling over it and stuff and I was kind of thinking what what could we do I always from... want to play some soft, soft music over there <laughs> <laughs> what could we do from here on and moving forward that, you know, do you think it would be a good idea for our you know, chairman uh, directors or whoever to come out and say alright you know yeah, we haven't got off to the start so we wanted and maybe now this year automatics might not you know it's going to be a lot harder to reach because of what's happened but we're going to stick by John Dempster for the rest of the season we're going to stabilise and we're going to back him I'm really disappointed you didn't use solidified couldn't do it couldn't bring myself to it no, but, but would that I, I, I know people will probably be angry because they've bought season tickets and stuff like that but I, I don't buy season tickets I think when I have a good season I buy season tickets I want to go and watch Mansfield Town Correct. regardless exactly. of what happens so some people might be angry but they need to think about why they're following their football team is it for glory or is it for 
the love of the game and the love of your team. So I don't think you can really that angry. I, I think they need to do something about this expectation level because all that everyone keeps going about is promotion and and and, and that's because it's been said at the beginning and obviously because we've invested in the team but something needs to be done somewhere we can't for me I don't think we can just carry on like this someone needs to take control of it either from the top by either changing management and say yeah we're still going for this and go for it or whatever or say you know I want you know we're going to stabilise a little bit let's have some more youth team players put in there because I thought that was one of the things that also they stressed at the start of the yeah. season they wanted to see, which hasn't happened that much. Uh, but he probably can't do that because he's trying to win games. So where, where do we go from here? I think something needs to be done. Who are we? What are we trying to achieve? And yeah. when are we try, trying to achieve it by? Last year, it felt like we had such a vision. And, and yeah. maybe even the year before, you sort of knew where we were going and how we were going to get there. Whereas now at the moment, it doesn't seem that we have any direction to me. No, and I think that's the key point, isn't it, Cam? Because... I think these discussions week in, week out, we say it every week, would be entirely different if the expectation level was different. And I'm just thinking back actually now, Cam, as well, to the years when we were in the conference under Paul Cox. We had that great season in his first year where there was no expectation in whatsoever. We finished in the playoffs and we were unlucky not to get to the playoff final. Year after, yeah, we were expected to maybe get into the playoffs again and give it a push, but I don't think there was as much pressure to do it. There was never, there was certainly never as much repetitiveness on the fact that we are going for promotion. Exactly. It's like we were in not far off the same situation when we won the conference. So I'm not saying it's going to happen again. But, like, um, I think John Debs said it a couple of weeks ago, it's amazing what an FA Cup run can do for you. And it just seems ever since, like... The December of that year, fair enough, we lost to Alfred and Boxing Day, but all bar that, we went on an unbelievable run until the end of the season and absolutely tore every single team to pieces, near enough. And all it can take is just one thing. It's like, oh, right, okay, let's get on with it. But it just seems that, yeah, fair enough, we could do that, but... the probability of it happening this season is because we've got no belief the squad's got no belief the management haven't got much belief fair enough we're trying to go out and win games but you can see the player confidence is low the dressing room as a whole is just low and the players are getting on each other's backs and fans are getting on the backs of the managers the players and I'm guessing the board is probably getting on the back of the management team because if their expectations to be well, a lot of Bucky's favourites to be top three, top team to win the title, and we're now mid-table, lower mid-table. If we're going to be critically honest, <coughs> I've not wanted to say this, and I've avoided saying this for a long time, but another three, four games like this, and we're going to be in a fight at the wrong end of the table. Yeah. I, I would say, uh, you, probably, you probably haven't got the directs on the back, but the problem is the pressure's already there because it's been there from the very I beginning. I mean, like, <laughs> just like, oh, we need to start winning games. Not yeah. as in, like, well, that's of the oh, pressure, you need to, you need to do this, wise. that, and this. It's more just so that, right, we can um, just really kick on and try and get some results more than anything. Because if, if, all right, as fans, we just want the best for the team, as do the board. But from what the board want to what the fans want could be completely different at this time of the season. Because, uh, hate to say it, but ever since Evans came in, obviously, it brought it was a similar sort of situation when Murray was in charge. We'd just been spanked by Portsmouth. 
and Murray resigns Evans comes in gets to just below the playoffs and then ever since then it's been a, a gradual pro um, progression further up the table each season and it just seems that now it's like fact we are expecting as a club to now make that next step missing out on the final day and then missing out in the playoffs with the team that we've got we should be wanting to make that next step up to be in League One next season and as fans that's what you'd expect after making such a such a good start and it has a knock on effect as well because if, if we don't do it this season the attendances will drop off again and that will then have a subsequent it's effect on the budget already. and mm. then the budget will affect on who we can bring in and who we can will bring in will affect on how we perform and how we perform will affect on who comes and watches the game and so on and so on and so on keep your comments uh, coming in uh, Liam says yeah it's alright saying give him the season but we're not improving so we could still save our season if we get someone new in that's exactly the argument Liam I think um, mm. again it goes back to the conversation we just had about uh, expectations uh, we've all you know we've all said it we all rate and thank John Dempster for what he did as a player um, and for the academy etc etc but unfortunately as a manager it's not quite working out and if we are a team that's going for promotion we have to get a manager in my opinion who uh, can have time, A time to evaluate the squad which will be in the lead up to Christmas and then B a transfer window to make those necessary changes that he needs to make which would be January uh, another uh, another comment uh, coming in as well uh, youth get a chance in the premiership so why shouldn't we play them in League 2 for Mansfield it just seems a box ticking episode when we know some of the youngsters uh, deserve a chance well I think that was uh, I think that was rectified a little bit on Saturday at Swindon I would very very be very very annoyed actually to see Alistair Smith uh, taken out of the side because he was one of the better performers at Swindon and he's been long overdue uh, his chance obviously with Danny Rose out Craig Davies still not uh, back fit yet ready to be in a match day squad uh, that opens up for Jimmy Knowles and potentially Jordan Graham uh, mm -hmm. as well so opportunities are there uh, fingers crossed they come but also with the pressure on John Dempster I can appreciate if he doesn't want to, to use them at this point because of the pressure which is on him he cannot win at the moment he cannot yeah. win that, that, in response to sort of the comment before I think it's more direct to when I said about them coming out and saying something I think yeah. I, I've kind of already set where I am and I, you know, I think we probably do unfortunately need a change of manager that's what I I would like to see at the moment which is you know sad for Dempster but that's what, what I think however what I'm saying is if, if that isn't going to happen I'd rather them come out and say and, and say something and, and try and manage their expectation levels but like you just said there as well with the youth team obviously the, the, the issue is from the beginning it's sort of the whole point of bringing them in is to get this embed these youth players into the team but you, it's hard to do that and say I want to you know we want to finish top three at the same time that that is asking a hell of a lot from from a, a, a rookie manager really so with rookie players if if, if we really want to put youth team players in there you then need to lower that bar a little bit and say because it's going to be a bit of an experiment season which it's going to going to be a yes the youth players did great in the youth level but stepping up to league two is a completely different scenario now you sort of look at crew for example a, a prime example of that of a team that 
do use you and they've done it for a long time so it's you know it's and de- credit to, be, to them but to be fair Dave Artel has had time yeah there's been a loud time and there is still yeah. no expectation of him to go on the well, that's the thing that's just the point so they've been he's been given the opportunity they, they have this model where they want to put in their youth players but the differences between them and us is that when they when he can go and put these youth team players in and he's not expected to win every game and get into the top three whereas at the moment we are and that this is where the issue is it's the expectation level so what do we want do we want to see do we want this expectation level where it's top three put all the you know the, the proven players out there where obviously so far it hasn't worked and and try and get top three or do we set that level a bit lower and set that bar a bit lower and try this youth team and, and, and maybe be surprised well not youth team sorry, but youth players and maybe be surprised and, and try and build the future from there and start building so drop down to then build back up rather than keep sort of throwing coal into the fire trying to stay up the top like where where do we go and that's where I just said that's where I think we just need a bit of direction to be led from the top absolutely well I'm sure uh, the players are thinking the same in the dressing room as well another thing that we'd like to see is CJ Hamilton getting back on the goal trail and getting back to where he was last season he started on Saturday at Swindon Malbenning served a one game suspension for picking up five yellow cards so, so CJ was on uh, left wing back slash left wing he played in more of a out and out left midfield role played relatively well as well Cam uh, it'd be nice to see him get a bit of confidence back in because he is very much a confidence player it's not a cliche it's a fact well yeah exactly and I think it's another one that we obviously we saw last season and what a fantastic player he is and he's another one that's had his head turned in January by all these different rumours and yet again it's rumours that are causing us the issues um, but it seems yet again where do you play him? Exactly As an honest answer where position. would you play him right now? <laughs> Which is it's it always has been and always what? will be out and out left wing left, left, left midfield not left, left wing back yeah. left midfield in an attacking left an attacking, attacking well, left got, side but then you've got someone like Otis Khan that then misses out Otis plays on the right or in the hole yeah it, it, Sorry, Otis can boy, still mate. play better elsewhere Look, I've had two I've had one night on FM20 and I'm already ready to take <laughs> over that squad so Jeez, <laughs> free sin absolutely whilst we debate that let's hear from the man himself let's hear uh, from the stag flying wingman CJ Hamilton I don't think it's gone the way everyone wanted to go obviously everyone's working hard to try to put everything right but hopefully that happens soon because everyone's getting frustrated now and and not just the fans of players everyone like, around the club is that we because we know we're better than what we've been doing and I think that'll all come to the forward really soon so, second half on Saturday like against top of the league like we should we should have been scoring the chances that we had like we created a lot of chances we played good football and if we keep doing that I think at one stage it's going gonna, it's gonna to come together isn't it I've got to keep working hard and try to get myself back in the, in the Gaffers team and and obviously go back to the way I was last season and even better coming off the back of a good season you just want to carry on that going into an, a new season and obviously be score, scoring and assisting but it's obviously I haven't got off the mark yet and, and that's what I'm trying to do at the moment and hopefully that comes every player that when they've got a little bit of confidence plays that bit better so it gives you that, like, you don't even think about things on the pitch and, and it just happens. So hopefully that, that comes again and, and when I start scoring again. You know, when people try try um justify confidence, but they don't know how you feel personally. So it's like, I feel fine. It's just obviously now it's bringing that onto the pitch and showing that I am confident and, and stuff like that. Yeah, everyone loves playing in the FA Cup. It's like, you always like to get big ties in that and any kind of league. 
Everyone just loves to get through to the next round and see where he can go. And obviously Saturday there's an opportunity to do that. Stakes flying with man CJ Hamilton speaking to I Follow Stakes earlier this week. Watch that in full by heading to mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow. Lots of great content on there as well. And you can tell that CJ's had a bit of a tough time of late because that interview was in, played in real time. Uh, but he wasn't speaking at 100 miles an hour. He was speaking at more like 95. <laughs> Still pretty quick. Still quick. <laughs> Still quick. <laughs> Still quick. <laughs> It, it just shows that even, even the players that thrive off the atmosphere usually really are feeling it at the minute and some, just going back to the whole Neil Bishop thing normally so calm and composed during a game getting quite rattled when he is playing and then obviously rattled in the stand and even when he's sat at home with his feet up watching game still rattled by just just a random crap that people post it's just reflecting that overall mood isn't it yeah, yeah between everyone I think if we can get a win be it in the cup or whatever get a good win not scraping a win like Chorley getting an actual good win with a good performance and putting two or three past someone and I think we could get some a bit, a bit more positivity in the place and and just take a massive step forward because we're taking we might get a good performance, so like the the Car- not Carabao, the leasing dot com trophy, whatever the bloody hell it's called. And we get some good positivity when you get a good performance, and everyone's sort of like, right, so we need to play like this every week, and then we, what was after the Macclesfield, Macclesfield, yeah. and we'd take about twenty so steps back. That is the issue because we all know that winning breeds confidence, and playing well breeds confidence. But Mansfield's problem this season is. We don't feel that it's going to come on a consistent basis and whenever it has threatened to come on a consistent basis, it hasn't and and that is the issue. I don't want to compare it to last season, I really don't, it really annoys me to do it but you could sense at the start of the season when we were drawing the games that the performances were there and the wins would come and they did but now you genuinely go to a game and you think which Mansfield town is going to turn up today? Do you think, um, obviously one of the things we've said about John Dempster coming from where he's come from into a first team position like this, where we said he's got, you know, he does need to learn sort of that new, stepping up to that new level. Do you think now he has learned from going out a bit too negative against the likes of Macclesfield? Because obviously then he changed it and went positive against Swindon. You know, if he goes positive against Shrewsbury, it, it, it could depend on what he does over the next few games. Is he going to go out there more positive now? And I, for one, hope he will. And, and that way, you might start to think, oh, you know, it, it, the only way he's going to turn it around is by doing something different and, and not doing what he's done so far. And I think he has to be a bit bold now. It's kind of take the risk to, in a way, save his job. Or if he sticks to what he he does, I, I I don't think it's going to improve. So it can improve. There's still a lot 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 of time left in the season, but he needs to do something different. Yeah, he needs to switch off from all that's around him and focus on this is how I'm going to go out and play. This is how I'm going to start and play, and almost threaten the players in some way, shape, or form. Because ultimately, I know we you know we talk about him setting up defensively against Macclesfield and then positively against. Uh, Swindon and all the different factors but ultimately it is them who control the game and they have to be behind him and I think he needs to have that threat of if you're not behind me and you're not going to play my way and 
buying to my philosophy you are going to leave this football club and going to have to find a new job it's exactly the same as working a normal job if you're if you're conflicting with the manager and the board and the management and all and all that stuff ultimately at some point HR is going to come knocking uh, on your door with a letter saying we're going to terminate your employment and it's just because it's football it's highlighted onto a pedestal put under a spotlight and intensified a thousand and one times which is the which is the issue keep your comments uh, coming in the last couple of minutes or so uh, of the show it's been a it's been a great one tonight uh, really appreciate your comments it's gone on a bit as well um, so we will wrap things up in the next 10 minutes or so because I wouldn't mind going to sleep at some point I'm a celebrity's on at 9 and uh, we still haven't had any food yet um, get me out of here get me out of here uh, <laughs> comments coming in as well saying uh, transfer embargo has forced Chelsea's hand and playing unproven premiership players uh, is working for them if you're good enough then age is irrelevant completely agree um, slightly different um, yeah possibly is it well we're still well, playing Abraham, top scorer for Chelsea was banging goals in for fun for Villa in the championship Slight difference. Not a massive gulf between Premiership and Championship, in my opinion. But exactly, um, I think again, it's it's one of those things where the best players we've had this uh, over the last couple of weeks or so for us have been those younger players. Alistair Smith deserved to start at Macclesfield, was nowhere near it. James Clark, fantastic right right back, good right sided player, nowhere near it, nowhere near the, the squad. Um, Alistair Smith got his start, as we said. Jimmy Knowles uh, will eventually get his chance. Um, and things like that he's got his opportunity so I think John Lutcher is certainly um, considering it and giving it a go Jody says that putting the youth players uh, in might be a risk but the youth may bring a spark of passion and a, renew a renewed desire to perform succeed and impress well that's certainly something that needs to happen isn't it right come on let's have a bit of a laugh before we finish no pound prediction game uh, this week obviously we started the show talking about the rumours and all of that uh, which has been sparked by social media postings and really badly blurred screenshots and all of that sort of thing um, if you could if you were the owner of Maxwell Town Football Club and you were meeting in a pub to meet to bring back any former manager one former manager one former player who would it be and why who's your former manager who's your former player who would you bring back and why you go first <laughs> Oof. this is controversial this is good get some right stick in the garments for this still a kiss and the player P uh, what to play yeah Ooh. to play yeah. Uh, manager's always going to bring back his old player Adam Murray bring the squad squad back Nath I'm going to get absolutely hammered for this, but... If you say Cotton Palmer, I will punch you in the face. <laughs> yeah. had, no, that's just a <laughs> um, David Flickcroft, sorry, but I would. And uh, the player... Well, it's got to be Chris Greenacre, you know. Yeah, I need, I need to say that's that. Nice. Uh, Mark in the comments says that Flickcroft and Anderson, I don't think that duo would go together, to be honest, but... Uh, that's I'll, the reason that Anderson left. That's the reason why Anderson left. <laughs> yeah. uh, but still, I like it. Good to see him playing for Northampton and uh, getting yeah, back. Yeah, came back, and don't mind. Well, there you go. I don't mind, I don't know, the way he left there. Probably not. Uh, bit, bit awkward, that, isn't it? Because it boils down to the same thing. The whole controversy about Big Steve is the way he left in the first mm. place. I don't know, just the way he managed a lot of players. As someone said it in a comment, or I might have been on Twitter, whatever it was, but it hit the nail on the head. Wherever Stephen's gone, there's been controversy. So I think if it, whatever happens, it you know that's going to be a guarantee. He's now clinging on also to a failing footballing career because football has changed. Did great things in his previous clubs, and then obviously it went wrong at Leeds, and was trying to his chance to get it right was with us. 
but then nearly spotted did it. nearly did it but jumped ship and it's found if he'd have said I want to go to Peterborough but I want to see out the Mansfield job and we'll do to the end of the season fantastic not a problem see you later Steve thanks for all you've done if he'd have said I want to take the the, the Peterborough job because it's my hometown team it's always been my dream um, unfortunately the opportunity won't be there for me at the end of the season I'm going to take yeah. it I'm sure you understand I think we all would have understood yeah. it was just the way he's going to alright no I'm going to go to China and then he ends up at Peterborough it, it, it was just a very stupid situation where it seemed like Steve Evans was only in it for himself but also here's another yeah. thing to point out we've spoken um a lot about the integration of youth team bringing back Steve Evans <laughs> is going to slam that door shut twice 100% with a lock and everything yeah yeah no no youth team is going to no youth team bridges will be built there in fact they'll be burnt yeah. To a crisp. To a crisp. To a yeah. crumbling crisp. Where that's why. Return. When you think about it all in in context, that's why for me it must be a wind up because I can't I can't wrap my head around why there's no logic be a to it. Logical appointment. Or you look at it the other way, the players that are coming through the youth team, by the time they get to the they've done the development into the under twenty threes. And they're ready to make that extra, that final step. Evans has probably gone by then. Yeah, but again, the <laughs> relationship between the, re the academy and things would be, have to be rebuilt again. It's, it would be one step forward, seventy-five thousand steps. True, back. but would anybody? Giant steps. Would anybody be a hundred percent disappointed if JD said, "Have my hands up, right? I'm out my depth. I'll go back to the youth team. I'll work there." Then maybe go to a, a non-league club, build it up there, and then maybe see where I am in a couple of years' time. Not at all, because I think that's all we want. That's what most of us want to see happen. happen. It, it was it's who comes in. The yeah. whole situation is about meeting, you know, ex-managers in a pub and thinking, is right. that the right decision? Whether they did meet him in a pub or not, that's, you know, it's it's all hearsay, all screenshots. I didn't see the video, so I can't. I've only seen the screenshot. That screenshot could be from years and years and years ago. You never know, do you, in this, in this game? Uh, Jody says, uh, talking about, uh, we was asking the guys about who, if they could bring back one manager and one player just for a bit of fun, um, who would it be? Uh, Jody says, Flitcroft and Reed. Flitcroft didn't have long enough. Reed is still good, of course. Uh, free agent at the minute as well, Matt Reed, after his uh, flirtation with um, Bill Riquet. Uh, and John says, Flitcroft and Greeny. Uh, I would go with uh, Holdsworth no not, not at all, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Uh, if he came back I would literally cut my season ticket up and set all this on fire <laughs> and never do a podcast again what do you mean if he comes back that's just wrong Mansfield um, no longer matters Mansfield no longer matters to Craig that would absolutely be true um, tough one some people argue that he had two failed promotions I will argue, always argue that it was one and that Dempster should have got the job when Evans went uh, as interim manager because they had nothing to lose. Any manager who came in at that point um, was always on a hand into nothing, uh, which counted against him. Yes, we messed it up last season, but I think that was down to the personnel that was brought in in January and the transfers that were brought in in January as well, which sort of altered the club with egos, etc., etc. Watch last season's podcast if you want to go back through those conversations. <laughs> uh, but for me, um, oh, I'm going to get slated for it. Paul Cox and Adam Murray. I'm going to get. I'm going to get Slater for it. Paul Cox, second best manager Mansfield ever ever had. Hoofball or not, was it successful? Yes. 
Um, will he be a success at Kettering? Probably. Uh, Adam Murray as a player, captain, leader, legend. Bosch, done. See you later. That's why I'm not a chairman. Get your comments in now. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is also an apt time to close the show, obviously. Uh, <laughs> Turn off the comments. That's it. <laughs> Quick. Uh, two games coming up over the next week. Um, two cup games. Massive, massive game uh, Saturday at Shrewsbury to start off with. Nathan. Obviously, no pound prediction this week. We don't do cup games. But if we get through that Shrewsbury game and get into the hat for round three mm. and then draw a big team on Monday night... No. That switch that changes the light switch, doesn't it, in Mansfield season? Because that's exactly what happened when we were in the conference. No, I want I want us to get through, get a really easy team, the lowest team ranked left, then get through to round four because I'm away for round three. But yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> selfishness. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, but yeah, obviously it could it could make the big difference. So. Um, it wouldn't be great if we could just go to Shrewsbury and sort of build on a good performance on Saturday. Let's let's because try and have, let's try and have two back to back good performances. I don't think we've had that yet. We've we did win back to back earlier in this season once, um, but they weren't necessarily back to back good performances. If I remember correctly, so let's try and build these performances, and then I think results, as we said last season, at the start of the season, performances bring results. So. Um, that for me is a key thing and I'd, obviously I'd love to see us progress so. almost quoting the most misquoted film quote ever if you build it they will come Miss is a misquote I'm sure it's when you build it when they will come or something <laughs> I don't know oh, anyway. whatever, whatever. Phil of Dreams oh, okay oh dear uh, Cam uh, obviously what do you want to see from the next two games I want to see two wins but it's not going to happen I'm, I'm expecting two losses I'm going to put my neck on the line. I ain't got any confidence in this team. All right, prediction all. then. This prediction? It's a negative. Uh, Get your wallet out. Do you remember this with me? Yeah. yeah. Well, we're still uh, 3-0 loss to... No, I'm not, not writing it down because it's not, no. we don't play the, we're not playing in the game. Yeah, 3-0 loss against Shrewsbury. 2-1 against Vale. 2-1 win against Shrewsbury. I'm not playing for any points this time, so no. I, just can be na- I can be positive now. It's amazing what happens when money's on the table with him. 2-1 win, and then a 2-0 win at Port Vale. Uh, we'll get a draw against Shrewsbury, and then we'll, oh, really, like, we'll, really. absolutely, we'll absolutely wipe the floor with Port Vale, get through to the next round, and we'll get close to Wembley. Everyone will talk about Wembley, and then we'll lose. He's on a fair Yeah, and then we'll lose. And then we'll lose in the next round. Whatever happens, guys, you know, keep the faith as always. Try and get there if you can. If you can't, listen to it on, on there. Try and follow it in whatever way you can. Thanks very much for your comments uh, tonight as well. Really appreciate it. Uh, Marcus said great podcast boys thanks very much absolute pleasure this is what we're here for every single week because Mansfield really does matter let's just go back to that point which we said earlier on in the show we spoke a lot about social media in, in today's game if it wasn't in today's game today's <laughs> podcast <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that back in. can we edit that a bit out no, no it's live uh, anyway Arthur sake <laughs> um, uh, obviously social media is a great tool for us because we get to do this and we get to interact with you guys which is fantastic but we feel like we do it in, in hopefully the right way in a constructive way in a way where we can all have comments we can all have opinions but it doesn't get too heated doesn't get too mm. vile it doesn't get too personal which I think is, 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 is the key word yeah. and that's these two talk, talking about Alex McDonald um, <laughs> when you're on social media 
just think about what you're doing and think and if you're responding to something as well this it, the coin flips both ways we're not you're we're both, not saying you can't be negative no it's in it's doing it in a constructive there's being negative and there's being stupid yeah yeah there's, there's a line there's a line you've got to have that balance of positive and negative and if yeah you have, if you we can't live in a positive all positive world oh yeah is, everyone everything's great we're going to do brilliant eight. but there is also a counterbalance to that because you know there is some there is somebody else on the end of that and when you strip it all back like we said earlier on we can barrage people with comments we can say this we can say that and it can build up and it can build up and at some point somebody will snap don't and be a troll, but yeah. you don't have to be a snowflake either. So Correct. Be in the yeah. middle. Correct. Find find your middle ground, but remember that somebody could snap and it could affect them in a certain way. It certainly did for me. I made a great decision of turning social media off and making it private and going away from it for a couple of weeks. Brilliant. Because if I'd stayed on it, I think, well, I wouldn't be sat here now, to be honest. So or just think about it and just think about the way in which... It influences your life. And remember, if you've got kids as well, keep an eye on what on what they're doing because we are in a social media generation and we are in one in which kids follow a little bit too easily. Fingers crossed, next week all the comments and all the things are a bit more positive and are a bit more back on track. And remember, if you're about to post an Instagram story. And it's got it, and you're with a man who looks like Steve Evans. Never think twice. <laughs> Other than that, have a great, fantastic week. We shall see you at some point. Don't know when. Next week. Stay on uh, next weekish. Next weekish. Uh, MTFC matters on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, join us, whatever day it is. It will be at six thirty on the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield matters. It certainly does. Thanks very much for watching, listening. We'll see you next time. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.